Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 66, as the New York Rangers have pulled off another Game 7 and have punched their ticket into the Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and holy shit, I cannot even believe it. I am in total shock. I, I, I cannot believe they played the way they did tonight. Totally unexpected. A lot of emotions so many things to talk about uh andy i gotta ask you how are you feeling you know james excuse me i had my doubts about whether or not the rangers could make this a series going into the series but shame on me because not only do they make it a series not only do they come down after losing their first two uh they dropped the first two on the road in carolina but Every time they're every time their backs are against the wall and they're on the brink of elimination, they come back and they find a way to win. And once again, like after game seven of the Penn series, I'm sitting here eating my victory ice cream because there is no quit in this team. And I mean, I would say that I think they handled this game seven even well, I mean, I, I wouldn't think I you could definitely argue they handled this game seven way better than the uh, series against Pittsburgh where they were down and had to come, come back in that game to bring it to overtime. But yeah, I, I, it's, you know, I, so much is going through my head right now. I'm, you know, there's so many contributors on this team right now. They got, you know, Fox showed up, obviously Kreider finally showed up. Uh, Mika was good again. The kid line continues to show up, but, and Igor was outstanding, you know, maybe, the whole team had a, had two gaffes in the end, hence why, you know, to break the shutout bid. But yeah, they it's the sauce. I, you know, I can I can over intellectualize it all I want, but this team has it, man. And they're now the Cinderella team left in the playoffs. I mean, there's James, there are four teams left in the playoffs. And now the Rangers are in the conference final against the defending two time Stanley Cup champions. So. It's a lot to digest and not a lot of time to do it because this drops on Tuesday and game game one is uh, on Wednesday. But 
uh, again, I'm just taking a brief moment to enjoy it and eat my victory ice cream. I mean, I honestly, I am, I am speechless. Like I, I know, I know like there's, there's a time to celebrate and then there's like a time to grieve. I've had to do so much grieving with this team because I, you know me, I am Mr. Pessimist. You know how many times I had them out? Like done, completely done when they lost the first game. Then I was certainly confident after they lost the second game. And then, you know, they won the two at home. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. Gutsy, 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 gutsy. And then they lose game five the way they did. I'm like, they just, they don't, they can't win on the road against this team. They're not even showing up. Like, it's disgusting. And then they win game six at home, which was, I kind of was not really expecting much, like anything different. I mean, they played well in their home ice uh, all series long. So, you know, the fact that they won that, and then, you know, everyone's like, hey, give seven, it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. I'm like, have you seen the other games <laughs> against Carolina on the road? <laughs> there, that wasn't a coin flip. That was a two-sided coin, and we all knew which side it was going to come up. And the fact that the New York Rangers not only won, but you felt like, like, listen, it, at one point in the game, they pulled up the stats, and they're like, when it comes to face-offs, throw them away with the New York Rangers. When it comes to shots on goals, throw that away with the New York Rangers. Because it, it doesn't really matter. It's like that's not how they win. They don't win by out shooting the other team. They don't win by, you know, at, you know, out hitting or, or winning key faceoff draws. That's not who this team is. Uh, you know, they are scrappy. They find ways to score goals in clusters. And, you know, that that's kind of how this team is. And you see them at their worst when they're just not moving their feet, not throwing pucks on net. Like it's just two totally different teams. But when this team is on and they have the sauce, they can pretty much compete with anybody. And, you know, obviously I, I don't, I don't even know what to say because hurricanes are way better than the, the penguins. I, <laughs> like you said, I felt way more confident in the game seven against the hurricanes than I did against uh, Pittsburgh and that and I felt like they had no shot against Carolina which shows you where my mind was against Pittsburgh I, I yeah I don't I don't know what to say my emotions are all over the place I mean I go from hating this team to loving this team Andy we're in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning the only two other teams that are left are Edmonton and Colorado like it's it's surreal it's absolutely surreal yeah, I mean, so for for context, my uh, my wife's sister staying with us for the weekend, my uh, sister in law, and uh, you know, Sadie was obviously she's not allowed like, to leave until uh, <laughs> well, she yeah, she flies out tomorrow, so she did her job, but um, but yeah, that she's just like, oh, so what's going on with the Rangers? So I had to think about it for a second because I was going to be like, oh, you know, like they're in the playoffs, but they're a really young team, but they have some superstar elite talent. They have like one of the best goaltenders in the league, who's the best goaltender, you know, in the league this year. And I'm just a lot of mumbling. And I'm like, so yeah, they're good, but they're not good. And like, and she was yes. like getting more confused. And I'm like, she's like, so how are they getting, keep getting so far? And I thought about it and I said, you know, the episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a boxer. And he just keeps letting people punch him until they get tired and then fall down. That's kind of what this Rangers team is. I mean, but the thing is, they're so uh, 
they were finally kind of remarking about it on the ESPN broadcast is that we've what we've talked about all year. What is Gallant's biggest thing is that no matter what situation they're in, it's just, eh, you know, you, you play and it goes <laughs> like great. He doesn't, and care. It, he doesn't care. It look, almost feels like he doesn't care. But the yeah. thing is, like, you saw them at morning skate this morning and they're smiling, you know, because in the past it would be like all business, you know, going into game seven. But they're smiling, they're horsing around. And they showed him in the locker room and they were loose and it wasn't like they haven't asked, uh, you know, the, the beat writers asked a lot, is there going to be a big speech? And he's like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> kind of saying like they don't want to be a team that has to manufacture these big moments. It's just when it's time to do do the job, you got to get the job done. And they did. And, and I just think that's literally their every team has, you know, a certain something. And unfortunately, the Rangers are not a big five on five possession, you know, generate, you know, just waves of, of possession and offense team, unfortunately, but they just seem pretty comfortable. They seem pr- they're pretty comfortable after they give up goals, like, cause you, you saw Carolina basically implode there, right? Like, and the Rangers I, used to do this all the time. How much, you know, in the, in the, the waning AV and even the David Quinn era, they would just, give up one goal and then the the you know the dam would break and then they give up goals in bunches and just but you know what they give up a goal or they they get hemmed in or they you know they take too many bad penalties they just don't it doesn't seem to bother them and i mean that's a clearly a very valuable skill uh in the postseason i mean clearly their their toughness or you know their upgrade of toughness or, or just the mentality I mean, the newfound mean streak Truba has. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot of notable things about this game seven, but the the hit on Seth Jarvis by Truba was the turning point. Am, am I not only you know not so much the you know because that was for their second goal. I mean, and I even feel, I feel bad. Like I understand why you can't because New York was going the other way why they they didn't want to blow the whistle especially because they saw jarvis like kind of making his way to the bench i I thought he had a broken skate blade that's what i thought too because he was kind of like scooting on his because you've seen that before Uh, oh yeah the blade flies out of the holder and then the guy can't skate and so he's kind of got to go one leg so that was it but i had seen off the corner of of my eye like i saw the hit from truba and then i just saw jarvis doing that so i thought maybe the hit like he caught a rut and then his blade flew off but i didn't know it was like the after effects of that but I mean, that was the turning point. I mean, the Rangers showed up to play, man. And and it wasn't listen, it wasn't a dominating performance. It was just they were just locked in and they were like, yeah, Carolina possesses the puck and generates more offense and takes more shots from the outside and all this. And they said, that's fine. We're just going to bury our chances off the rush. Uh, unless you're Ryan Strom, in which you need you you can't bury it, <laughs> you know, an open net from two inches in front of it. But you can, you know, snipe short side uh from the circle you know um but yeah i mean yeah it just i'm still just flabbergasted they just they they handled it they had business to take care of and they took care of it and yeah i just i'm kind of running out of superlatives for this team no no quit in new york is is absolutely right um and and while you you talk about some of your thoughts i'm going to put this ice cream in the freezer so it doesn't melt i'll be right back yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of talking points for this game. I think playing time was the first thing that was apparent, uh, especially to me and my buddies, looking at uh, just how much time Reeves was getting early on in the game and 
just, you know, the New York Rangers and how balanced they are in terms of playing time uh, is pretty remarkable. And for a game seven, I really didn't think Gallant would be so balanced in his playing time for forwards. You know, defense, I can understand. Uh, it really limited uh, Schneider and Braun. I know things got, like, towards the end, they got a lot more minutes then than they were usually getting throughout the series. But, you know, overall for the forwards, you know, balance, man. Like, it really is pretty remarkable. Um, I think Cop might have led the way, and that was only because he killed over four minutes worth of penalties. So, you know, for the most part, I mean, Panarin, 15 minutes. Uh, you know, Lafreniere, 12.43. Like I mentioned, Cop, 20.16. Uh, you know, I, I think this is the biggest takeaway. and. Now I have to start questioning, is this, is this going to be how Gallant handles, you know, the forwards against Tampa? You know, clearly some of these guys are nursing injuries. So going seven games certainly hasn't helped. But there is one way to, to counter that, and that's to limit playing time. And, you know, if these guys are all playing less than, you know, 20 minutes and they're hovering around the 15, 16 minute mark, they're going to be pretty fresh. I mean, especially... The forwards are going to be pretty fresh. And then I'm not worried about guys like Fox. Um, I, I am worried about him taking a hit, but not really in terms of playing time. Not really worried about it. Keandre Miller has just been an absolute blessing uh, having him. And he can just eat a ton of minutes and kill penalties and just be just a perfect, steady, second-pairing defenseman, which we desperately need, especially if Lindgren is still fighting off more injuries. So, uh, yeah, playing time, I have to give it to Gallant. I there's a lot of things I didn't like about Gallant, uh, his coaching style in the playoffs. <laughs> it's worked out, so I can't really you know say much about it. And um, you know, it's it just I don't I don't I don't know what it is about this team. Like I am scratching my head, being like, how the hell did we get this far? Like if you're Pittsburgh and you're Carolina and you're a fan of one of those teams, you got to be scratching your head too, because it's like we outplayed this team. They just find ways to win. We're both up two games in the series and they came back and they beat us. And like, I will give all the credit in the world to Igor. He's played phenomenal and oh, pretty yeah. much solidified in my eyes. I, I, I mean, he is, if you counted the playoffs, he is the heart trophy winner. And like in a landslide in my, like you could say maybe McDavid, but in terms of the East, I mean, he has carried this team every single game, you know, for 14 games now. So, uh, maybe I guess two against Pittsburgh he did, but still, you know, it, you know where I'm going with this. It's just I, I am still so like I'm like laughing to myself. I'm like they fucking did it, and we have four more games minimum. Uh, you know, Andy, I just need I need your thought. What do you think of Tampa? I, I maybe it's a little too early to kind of, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would imagine they're not. Yeah, they don't you have know, a. Chance. You could it's maybe you could argue. Carolina. Yeah, you could argue the, the you know the Canes and Pittsburgh. You could maybe say choked in some sense because the Rangers were going to eliminate, but, uh, you know, Tampa doesn't do that, man. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I just don't expect Tampa is a different breed because they're they're. They're almost going to be like a they're like a hybrid of the two teams the Rangers saw. Like they're better, they're better defensively than Pittsburgh is, but they can score more and have more star players than uh, 
than uh, than Carolina. Hence why they're the perfect. And that you you could argue that you know that's what killed Carolina in this round. They didn't when the Rangers needed Zibanejad, he finally showed up. When the Rangers needed Fox and Kreider, they showed up. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, it's great that Carolina is a, a depth, you know, possession team and all, but that's great. But the Rangers at times in the series did a good job clogging everything and Igor showed up. And then what um, did, you know, I, and listen, Jacob Slavin is an awesome player, awesome shutdown player. But he's, you know, when the game is sealed off, what is he going to do? What did D'Angelo do? He had he had a goal in this game and an assist in the entire series. Right. Uh. Aho didn't do much of anything. Svechnikov didn't do much of anything, you know? So, yeah, I mean, but that's the difference because Tampa, we, we'll see what happens with Braden Point, but they have depth scoring. They have Nikita Kucherov, who is The last incredible. thing, uh, Braden Point is out for the series. That's the last I heard today. He's not I, coming back this series. Not coming back this series. I can be completely wrong. That could change tomorrow morning. But that's what that's what has been said. Wow. Well, you know, but hey, they still have Steven Stamkos. <laughs> and I think Hagel is not practicing and Sergachev has not been practicing. So we'll see. So which is great, because if the Rangers somehow win, then fan, you know, obviously it'd be like, must be nice. The New York Rangers didn't have to face a starting goaltender. And then they finally did. But they didn't have to face a number one defense. Like, you know, because the yeah, Rangers are, are literally Mr. Bagooing their way to as farther to the playoffs but i mean well that's it's why it's war- the best of seven so those it's things a war- don't well it's a war of attrition too i mean ryan when ryan Lindgren went to the locker room i was like even though the rangers were up two goals i'm like this game is over oh yeah i was like it's done and not only is this game over but the rangers chances if they somehow survive this game and win they're not come back and then all of a sudden Lindgren comes out again you know he <laughs> he you know he gets being dinged up you know, he's, his, his leg snaps off. He goes to the back and then Rammer puts it back on. You know, he takes a pike, sticks it back on his leg, a little duct tape, super glue and spit. And then he comes back out. You know, I can't believe he just keeps bouncing back like that. It's incredible. But um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a test. But again, I, you know, I'm <laughs> obviously the a on account of it being house money that at this point, like if the Rangers go out in four i'm like you know what yeah they went out in four they but they overachieved at this point you know what i mean um but uh, yeah i don't know i think they can make it a series obviously they're gonna face the best goaltending they faced all series but that's to be said vasilevsky was not good in the first round although until he locked it down in the last uh two games of that series right yeah well and goaltending and we've seen like jekyll and hyde performances from some of the goaltending so and that could include Igor, but Igor seems to really be settling in now. And who knows? Now Vasilevsky hasn't had to play in a few days, so it'll be interesting. You know what I mean? And, and that's obviously really, they didn't feel much pressure against Florida. Like no, Florida was you know uh, one of the high scoring teams in the NHL. They had the most comeback wins in the NHL. They just did nothing, and you know I, I'm there was just never a threat. For Tampa, I, I don't know how they're going to handle. I, don't, I really don't know how Tampa's going to handle it. I mean, realistically, Andy, I mean, the Rangers are fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just a superior team. Like, yeah, you, you name it. Like, even our advantage, I- Igor, like it's it's one A and one B. If you took the two best goalies right now, I think in the playoffs, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's good for the league that in the, they get the two like most high octane forwards in the world in the West in McDavid versus McKinnon, and then they get the goaltending duel of the incumbent best goaltender in the world, Andre Vasilevsky versus the upstart um, Igor Shosturkin. Although, are they the same age? You know, Ooh, or that's... no? I mean, Vasilevsky might be a year older, right? Vasilevsky, I don't. My cat is. I don't know. Uh, look, I'm gonna uh, find so out. So he's 27, 27, and Igor is 26 or 25. Yeah, right? I mean they're real close in terms of. Uh... It's close, and yeah, Shostakov is 26. So you know, but obviously Vasilevsky was here in the league earlier. You know, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's obviously the league is loving that from an intrigue st- uh, standpoint. Obviously, having New York this far in the playoffs is good for eyeballs and playoff revenue and all that other stuff. So they're clearly happy. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Listen, Tampa is clearly the heavy favorite, but we thought of that about the Hurricanes. So I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's like they matched up another team. They matched up well with in the regular season, but they matched up well with Pittsburgh, and then they almost lost. It was way scarier playing Pittsburgh, and then yet they did not match up well with Carolina at all in the regular season. But then they just beat them in seven games. And I mean, I do want to say what how I mean it, it's pretty sweet, especially if you're a team on a Cinderella run to exercise because every like they said it's, it's a, the the maple leafs have to get out of the second round or defeat boston whatever comes first right uh you know the the panthers had to get by, uh, get past their cross-state rival and they couldn't do it and the rangers had to get past the team that's had their number since the bubble you know and they they essentially got to erase that history which is amazing because i Going forward next year, when you play the pan, uh, when you play Carolina, like I'm going to be like, oh, we beat these bums in seven games. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, forget the bubble. I mean, the bubble is like, like ancient history. Yeah. So and- I'm yeah. Sorry, but it's just and yeah, just for, you know, obviously I get abject joy of the, the Crider dagger coming off of, you know, a bad move, a pinch by Tony and then just making a dumb, you know, idiotic decision with the puck. You know. So, well, yeah. Well, I mean, he could have been a part of this. It's just, just yeah, he, keep his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, and uh, by the way, here, I think as Ranger fans, we're so used to this because it's just we had Hank. So we're used to just hearing. It was almost like every time someone would say like a crazy Lundquist stat, you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. I've heard all these before, even though they're insane. 
So Shesterkin has played 67 combined games, including the regular season. And now he's given up 56 fewer goals than expected. <laughs> Basically, Gosh. an average goaltender would have given up six, uh, 56 more goals in the same amount of time than Igor did, which is insane. So Listen, it's you can rock star shit for sure. And like, listen, I get like you might say the Rangers think they only have Igor. Like I, I, I like buy that a little bit, but that then you have to also say, well, you know, the Oilers think they just have, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl. Like, but they're in the final four too, you know, you know, the Avalanche think they have McKinnon and McCarr, you know, like obviously I'm just being a little, you know, hyperbolic here with the, like my uh, comparisons, but you know, it, 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 like, it is what it is. Like, this is why. The NHL playoffs are insane because they remove all the bullshit with the seven game. Like the better team is supposed to win in a seven game series. Like, what are we supposed to change it to, you know, nine games? Like, so the better team wins? Like, you know, there is like a stat line that like the, the outcome will be the number one seed if you play enough games. Like that's like technically like how it's supposed to go. I forget what the number of games was. Um, uh, but you know, it, it's just, it's crazy that in seven games, the New York Rangers are, were not only able to, you know, win the rounds, but they were able to, you know, play well at home, which I felt like, you know, going back to, was that 2014, 2015 against Tampa Bay when we lost, you know, our kryptonite was playing at home, but now we're playing well at home. Now, you know, I doubted whether we can play away. Now we just won the biggest game of the season on the road against a very good Carolina Hurricanes team. And, you know, I just feel like all the old narratives that the Rangers are, you know, kind of running into are being put, being put to the test. So I'm very curious to see how the New York Rangers, you know, kind of show up. And, you know, game one is going to be very interesting with the Rangers coming off zero rest and Tampa's coming off of a sweep against Florida. So, um, Andy, do you think that plays anything at all? You know, I almost think for the Rangers, it was probably best that they just kept on playing. Like, yeah, probably. You don't really get time to mentally like think: Are they different? Or uh, you know, at this, and like I said, at this point, it doesn't. They're really, playing the same. Exact, they're going to be playing the same exact game. Probably, uh, I think they'll. I think honestly, I I just think in general they're not going to have to. I think they'll have a little bit more time in transition, which is good. But then you're going to have to, unlike Carolina, which all their players are kind of, they play within their system almost, I would say, to a fault in the system. You know, they're going to have to have eyes in the back of their head because, you know, Cooper lets uh, Kucherov and Stamkos and, and some of these guys little freewheel a little bit and free associate. And like the Rangers do, that's which makes them so dangerous. You know, Turk just lets them play and the same thing with Cooper. And now you're going to have Ryan McDonough and Hedman to contend with, you know what I mean, out there every other shift. And uh, Tampa is definitely a tougher team, or at least a more physically tough team than the Canes are, you know, arguably maybe even more so than the Penguins. The Penguins where they had big body forwards, but maybe not their defense so much. But, you know, they have Chernak and McDonough is a horse and uh, Kalorn is a big body and Maroon. So, yeah, and Perry is a, is, you know, is a, is a little asshole. So and all those guys can put the puck in the net, you know, so. Uh, they're and they're trying they're on the verge of greatness they're trying to three-peat and they t handle their business and this is a team that's just kind of learning how to handle their business but um it's just yeah it's just exciting i'm actually excited for this series and 
and that's knowing that they'll probably lose. It's just fun. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, all right, so this team is take growing in leaps and bounds before our very eyes. I'm seeing, you know, the kid line play good defense and then do keep it. You say, you know what, you know, make a decision. You know, I'm just going to softly dump this, get back already knowing how to play say, you know, safe playoff road hockey. You know what I mean? So it's just fun to see, you know, because this this is the the beginning of their journey. So just to be here in the beginning is is pretty awesome. You know, it's a pretty aw- awesome um, start for them. So yeah, it's exciting. You know, and and like I said, I do think they're gonna lose. But I keep saying that, and I keep being wrong. And I'm trying to be realistic. I'm not saying it because I don't have faith in the Rangers. I'm just saying realistically, you would think that's the case. But I don't know, man. The way Igor's going, and this team has the sauce. So. Never doubt the sauce. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm in a pretzel. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. The last thing I have for you, Andy, and, you know, looking back at the last two series, obviously Pittsburgh was sweet. Carolina was sweet. You know, which one to you was a sweeter series to win? Like, obviously, you know, Pittsburgh, the overtime game seven winner down three one in the series. Or was it, you know, revenge time against the Carolina Hurricanes? beat them convincingly in a game seven i think pittsburgh i was more elated and like joyful a it was at home it was an overtime goal they were pretty much on the brink of where this one they just i i basically as the rangers run ran up the score in this game and and ronta yeah prayers up to him uh left the game um and and Jarvis, you just saw I had time over the course of the game. It's like, oh my God, they're doing it. Like I had that I was able to almost re reevaluate and reassess my mental state and like come to grips with what was going on. Whereas until Panarin scored that goal, I'm like, this team is golfing. I'm so mad at them. They're on the cusp of doing it. Who knows what's gonna happen? And then, you know, then then Panarin scores the goal and a bedlam madness, you know, jubilation, all those feelings. So, so yeah, it was, I think that was more, that was definitely more of a, a jubilant, joyous feeling. But this one is definitely feels more earned, which is nice. Whereas that one felt like you survived and it's like, it's like getting a new, that was like getting a new lease on life, if that makes any sense, right? Oh, absolutely. But I, I, couldn't I agree can't, more I can't say the Rangers survived this series because, you know, the home team won each game and then the Rangers won this game at home right it's not like it was fluky or anything or there's too much shenanigans although i'm sure kane's fans are going to be like oh you know you know truba and, and this again and i saw people were saying claiming that it was Kreider that hurt ronta like uh, no it's like clear as day that he hurt himself. ronta tried to make a save and unfortunately his groin exploded which sucks because i love ronta he's such as clearly the, the nicest human being probably in the nhl and he's had so many history of injury plot problems and it just for that to happen, it sucks. But yeah, it was it was honestly, it was so fascinating to to see just the look and honestly, a look I was used to seeing a ranger, the Rangers face for a while, especially like in the bubble, which kind of stays with you. But just, you know, as the hur- hurricanes just kind of slowly realized it was over. With like five minutes left, though, that's the thing. You're because you play until the whistle, right? But Igor, the way Igor was going, they literally were like there was like six minutes left and or seven minutes left, and you saw that they they felt like their season was over, and some of them were giving up. 
You know what I mean? And it, that's a crazy thing to to see, you know? And that just, when you have a goaltender that can basically make other teams feel like that, because nothing about the Rangers' defense in their own zone makes teams feel like that, but it doesn't matter. The way Igor was just dialed in and locked in, yeah, man. So it's it was just cra- crazy to see. So, yeah, I mean, it's this, yeah, well, I, the the beat goes on, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, do we know what time game, game one is? I assume it's uh, seven. Let's see, one, one, I one. got, I hope it's on TNT. It's an eight o'clock game. Yeah, is it on T is it on TNT or ESPN? No, they have the, you think their ESPN is going to give up the New York Rangers? No, <sighs> all the games are, they are be at eight I love Ferraro, but I hate McDonough's not good. I watched the Sean first McDonough. period in on mute. Uh, because I was holding Madison and feeding her and stuff. And I have to say, it was pretty enjoyable. You almost like, you almost forgot like that was on. And then the other game I got to listen to on the radio on my way to work. And, you know, uh, you know, just hearing the New York Rangers on the radio just brings back so many, not to like go down this road, but it brings back so many memories of being like a kid and, traveling back from hockey practice and listening to them on the radio. And, you know, the fact that the Rangers are still playing meaningful hockey and, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend and now that it's over and we're going to be playing hockey until June, which is pretty remarkable, Andy. Like, this is just absolutely surreal. I'm going to have a hard time going to bed tonight. So, um, yeah, what, what, what else do you got, Andy? Uh, not much. Uh, obviously, now all the post-game quotes are coming out. Uh, apparently, Barkley Goodrow's father... Uh, the NHL's official account before the game, like a couple hours ago, was like, hey, predict the winner and the final score. And Barkley Goodrow's father, who apparently has a Twitter account, is like, Rangers, six to two. <laughs> and he nailed it. So good good, good on Goody's dad. Um, I told you that crazy st- uh, stat for Igor. And then uh, we had mentioned that, you know, G- Gallant had... You know, when they asked if he was going to give us a, a big rousing speech, he said, oh, God, I hope not. So uh, they they asked. Uh, where is it? Oh, they asked him about it. So they said, so how is your your uh, 25 second pregame speech? Obviously, jokingly. And he said it wasn't even 25 seconds, to be honest with you. And then on his way out of the room, he had a big smile and said it must have been good, though. You know, so <laughs> I love that. I love Turk, man. Like he's got his shortcomings, but he lets he lets them all play. You know, the kids are like, maybe at this point, I'm like, uh, my only gripe is that uh, maybe Reeves could be upgraded by putting Hunt there instead. But I don't know. It's like, I mean, they're in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Why am I going to grouse about? I'm not going to grouse about it. And clearly he he makes them feel more comfortable. He diffused the situations. That's why he had him on the ice during the shenanigans at the end of the game, you know, so at the when they when they won both home games, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the vibes are immaculate, and you don't want to mess with it. So, yeah. I, I and that's the thing about Turk. And I, it's I was obviously we've spoken about this a lot this season that I at times question his whole like ah, I just want to be able to put whatever line out there. But I think as the season has kind of rolled on, they've all learned to survive their shifts if they're overmatched, and just live to fight another day and. Now it's to the point where line matchups don't matter because you saw how much it mattered for Carolina. They literally could not win unless they were at, at, you know, 
at home until they couldn't. Right. Because they couldn't get the matchups they wanted and because they're so systems based and they couldn't break away from their structure, you know. And so just the Rangers are like, all right, we kind of have a general idea where they're going to be and not like Panarin, they're going to stop up and do anything. Literally, you know, I mean, if you look at the offense of Carolina creating the series, it was kind of the same thing. Maybe a, a, a Carolina forward who would get in a forecheck would wheel around the net and try to get it back up high and then get it to the point and then the defense one would come down and maybe but like. Yeah, there's very little like breaking away from that and trying to create disruption. It was just very funnel possession, funnel to the net possession, funnel to the net meat and potatoes. And I bet you that right now, fans of the Carolina Hurricanes are having a big symposium about what's wrong with our stars. Is Rod Brindamore too one dimensional? <laughs> Do we need a new coach? Because that's every team that loses, especially when they they were like, we're going to blow the New York Rangers you know, barn doors off and it didn't happen. So, um, so yeah. But again, you know, uh, Tampa is that team, although they have, I would argue that they're just, they've been doing it much longer than the Rangers and the Rangers just, just kind of figuring out that they can do that. Right. So, uh, yeah, well, so, well, it's going to be fascinating and I'm sure I'll be just as nervous and just as sick as I felt this morning, but man, I mean, it, it's just, I can't believe there are four teams left and the New York Rangers are one of them. It's, it's crazy to me. and. Uh, it's just fun, you know, summer is just about upon us, you know, and yeah, it's just to to be able to still be invested is so awesome. So let's let's not everyone who's listening, don't take this for granted. We're having such a good time. You and I are loving doing this podcast when you're a when the team's winning and b just when so many other, you know, fans of teams are speculating about draft position and this and that and just off season. What, what's my team going to do? And this is what we got to do. And, you know. Yeah, so uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, James, do you have anything else before we sign off? Uh, no, I just want to say, you know, going into this series with the Tampa Bay Lightning, I, I am so in disbelief that I can't even really make a prediction. I don't even know what to think. Uh, if you told me at the beginning of the year the New York Rangers would be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final, I would have thought there was some sort of vortex and time warp into the past of like 10 years ago but here we are um this is this is reality this is 2022 the new york rangers have a completely different makeup they have a new goalie uh it's not hank but it's someone who's just as good uh and you know the rangers have some key players and if they're healthy and you know they can compete that's all i want just compete i just don't want them to play like they did against Carolina, those road games. Just compete, have fun, throw pucks to the net. Funny shit happens in the in the playoffs, and um, yeah, let's just keep it rolling and have some fun here. Yeah, that was beautifully said. Uh, before we sign off, I just want to read. These are everyone who works at ESPN's predictions uh, for how this series should have went. Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in seven, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in five, Hurricanes in five, Hurricanes in six, Rangers in seven, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in seven, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in seven, Hurricanes in six, Rangers in seven, Hurricanes in seven, Rangers in seven, Hurricanes in seven, Hurricanes in six, Rangers in six, Hurricanes in seven, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in six, Hurricanes in seven, Rangers in seven. So, yeah, there's that. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.